This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from the break. This is Dustin Gold at the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.tv slash gold. And I hope you guys had fun in the singularity. I did. I did. I can't wait to merge with machines. It says right here on intelligence.org, again, this is the Machine Intelligence Research Institute, that they are aligning advanced AI with human interests. MRI's mission is to ensure that the creation of smarter-than-human intelligence has a positive impact. Oh, how could it not, folks? How could it not? We aim to make advanced intelligence systems behave as we intend, even in the absence of immediate human supervision. So, we hope that the robots and the artificial intelligence will behave. That's what we're working on over here at the Machine Intelligence Research Institute. We're not going to delve uh, deep into this today because that is an entire rabbit hole itself. I want to focus on Peter Thiel and the singularity. So I found this article going back to uh, September 2007 because remember it said Thiel had started making these investments or as we would call them donations philanthropic donations to the uh, singularity institute so in 2007 here uh, peter thiel explains how to invest in the singularity quote the singularity will either be really successful in which case we're going to have the biggest boom ever or it is probably going to blow up the whole world end quote Uh, we're going to have the biggest boom ever, or it is possibly going to blow up the whole world. And remember that quote, folks, because we're going to get back to that. It's important. It's important because one of Peter Thiel's partners, Lars Butler, who Thiel funded his AI foundation that we just spent the last five episodes covering, one of Peter Thiel's partners writes about the need to have autonomous AI killer robots to what? Blow up the entire world? No, of course not, folks. Of course not. He says it's to protect the world. Unbelievable. Let's just read a little bit more here. It says, quote, the singularity will either be really successful, in which case we're going to have the biggest boom ever, or it is probably going to blow up the whole world, end quote. Such were the words of Peter Thiel, co-founder of PayPal, multi-millionaire Facebook backer, now the president of Clarium Capital Management. Again, this is from 2007. 
a global macro hedge fund. Thiel took the stage Sunday morning at the Singularity Summit in San Francisco to discuss the effects, the singularity, the technological creation of smarter-than-human intelligence would have on the world's financial markets. As you might gather from his statement above, Thiel's approach to the topic was rather polar. And his talk centered mainly around how one might go about investing and interacting in a near singularity world, a world where, quote, there is the possibility of things going extraordinarily well or extraordinarily bad, end quote. See, here's the question I have for you, because it's becoming sort of a running theme that we keep running into. And trust me, I'm not trying to run into this. It just happens. Why are the people that are behind this technology, why are the people who are investing in this technology, why are the people who are putting their efforts, their energy, their wisdom, their knowledge, their ability to run and manage companies behind this technology if they fear that this technology could end up destroying the entire world. If these people are all so powerful, if these people are all so knowing, because they love to call themselves prophets and futurists, if these people are all so influential, then why are they not calling for? Why have they not called for? Why did they not 20 years ago call for abolishing any research and development into these projects? Remember, there's a couple of parts of this, folks. One, the majority of these technologies, if not all of these technologies, start with being developed in government incubators, either inside government uh, institutions like NASA or DARPA or the CIA and such. And then they are pushed out into these puppet companies that bring them into the consumer mainstream. We've covered this before. Or they're using InQtel with the CIA, FBI, NSA, and DOD money to go out and strong arm and threaten companies that really do start in a garage and give them an investment in order to take partial control of the companies, which will be full control once the government is invested inside of your company. It's no longer private. It is owned by the intelligence community or the Defense Department. And so guys like Theo who go out there and say either this could happen or that could happen, but he's supposed to be this powerful investor, could make it all stop because if these guys did not invest in these companies, there would be no money, right? On face value, face value. There would be no money to start the companies and therefore no money to pay the engineers and the programmers. There are no engineers and programmers sitting in their mom's basement or their studio apartment who are just programming artificial intelligence and autonomous AI killer robots or building Palantir. No, it comes from the money that Peter Thiel gets through deals with InQtel, the CIA, the government, and then is used to create a company hire a manager, hire a CEO, and run the company, and then pay the programmers to develop the technology or further develop technology that came out of the government. 
So this is why I call them liars, folks. They're liars. They're liars because they are building it. They know what the outcome is. They know what they're trying to achieve. And so I don't want to go in that article is actually very good. And as we dissect and analyze Thiel in depth next week, I will get into that. But right now, I just pulled this up. So Thiel spoke at this Singularity Conference. Uh, I found at least five, six, seven, ten years that he spoke at it. And so I just pulled one uh, speech that he gave. This is a 20-minute clip from 2011. I'm not going to go through all of it. I just want to give you a couple of minutes to hear Peter Thiel speak in case you haven't because he's not actually is out in front these days as he once was. You probably saw him speak maybe at some Donald Trump rallies in 2015-16. Uh, he was in and around the White House. So you may have seen him. But let's go back to 2011. Just a few minutes I'll try not to interrupt on this one, just so you can hear him get to the point where he mentions singularity. I want you to just get a feel for his personality before I move forward uh, with the next part of what I'm analyzing for you here. Peter is the founder and president of Clarium Capital Management. It's a global macro hedge fund here in San Francisco. He's also the initial investor in Facebook, and he's involved with the Institute. He's hoping to support this event today. He's a benefactor and advisor to our organization. Really happy to have him here today. So come up, Peter. Thanks, man. Thanks. All right. There we go. Well, I'm, I thought I would, uh, I, I thought I would uh, dispense with the uh, PowerPoint presentations and sort of the detailed slides and just share a few uh, different thoughts I've had on um, on um, investing in a world where the possibility of a singularity exists, and sort of a very different perspective from some of the uh, discussions uh, people have had. And you know, I guess there's sort of two different l levels one can think about investing. One is as a venture capitalist uh, investing in early stage companies, and um, and you know, the basic rule there is that uh, that uh, if you know, the basic rule for investing in general is you want to be do something that's fundamentally true and that nobody else sees, and that's how you do that's how you do really well. And uh, and artificial intelligence, or near artificial intelligence, or quasi-artificial intelligence, this is, uh, is so out of fashion today that uh, as, as it's probably the only thing thematically that I think it makes sense on a venture capital side to probably do, is to try to identify things that are promising in this sort of direction. So I think the venture capital end of it is, is fairly straightforward and, um, and uh, you know, there are all sorts of details you can discuss, but uh, not much, but I, I want to focus instead on on um, a very different element of it, which is the big picture in terms of like how do you invest in the world as a whole, and you know what's going to happen to the world's stock market or the world's uh, larger financial markets in a, in a world where um, um, this possibility of a singularity or something like this exists. Okay, so see there, he's talking about the singularity from the point of investing. That's part of what this singularity summit is all about. Let's listen to another minute or so. Um, and, I, and, and sort of how, how will the world's markets be different from a singularity-type world from a world where such a thing would, would never happen or not even be possible. And I suppose uh, the, basic, the basic intuition um, that I have about, uh, about it is, um, is, is very simply this, that uh, 
in a world in which there is a possibility of um, things going extraordinarily well or extraordinarily badly, where both the good things and the bad things are bigger than people think, in a sense where the, if you have a bell curve distribution of possible futures for the world, the tails on, the bell, uh, the ta uh, tails on that bell curve are much fatter than people, people think, and there's far more that can happen at the, at the, at the far, far edges. Um, and this would lead to sort of a very different behavior in markets from sort of a normal bell curve of distributions where uh, nothing really that interesting or extraordinary is going to happen. And, uh, and in particular, you know, singularity will either be very successful, in which case we're going to have the biggest boom ever, or it is you know, probably going to blow up the whole world and there will be nothing left to invest in whatsoever. Okay, okay, that's good. That's a good place for us to stop. All right, you hear that the, there was the quotes that I read to you earlier. So he talks about things are going to get really bad or either really good and either there's going to be lots of things to invest in or, or nothing because the world will be blown up, right? So you have to remember, though, this guy, as I'm going to show you next week, is one of the most powerful men behind modern political movements, not just what you think of as the Libertarian Party, of which they always say that he's a Libertarian. He was behind many, many, many of the quote-unquote MAGA influencers. He's behind many of the influencers and podcasters you probably listen to. Uh, some of them may not even know it, but if they have half a brain... Uh, as I like to think I do, then they should know it. Uh, I like to know if people are giving me money, where that money comes from, because I don't want to end up tainted. I don't want to end up owing someone something in return for money that they gave me. And so I'm telling you folks, uh, this guy is super dangerous. He's up there talking about the singularity from an investment standpoint. At this point, he's backing the Singularity Institute, the Singularity Summit. He's backing all kinds of technology. He was already at this point involved with the Facebook deal, which many of you know is shady. We'll get into that one day. But I, I think many of you listening to me probably know all about the Facebook deal. And he was involved with PayPal, really the, the don of the PayPal mafia, they call him, uh, where Elon Musk and others made their fortunes along with him. And he's involved with a lot of other technologies at this point, heavily invested in artificial intelligence. And he can sit there and try to sound measured to you. Sort of, it's not an ideology to him. He's just investing. Well, then he would be some kind of, he's, he's not a capitalist because he's in bed with the government already at this point, uh, operating off of government contracts, government grants, government partnerships. And so he's not just this innocent, little, brilliant venture capitalist who's just a capitalist out there looking to make money on anything he can. No, he serves a higher purpose. Remember, he got involved with anti-aging and sort of this concept of immortality back in 2007, 8, around the same time he got involved with the, 
the the singularity concept. So singularity, anti-aging, then all of a sudden he's going out there and investing in artificial intelligence and just playing it from the point of just a regular venture capitalist trying to make a buck. Folks, when we get back, I'm going to show you some really important information. Some of the people that he's connected to, it's going to blow your mind. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard right here in the pain.tv slash gold metaverse. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, it is I, Dustin Gold, right here on the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv slash gold. Folks, let me tell you, uh, with the singularity coming, we're either going to have a lot of stuff to invest in or... Uh, What's the other one? Oh, yeah. The world's just going to blow up and there'll be nothing to invest in anymore. Don't worry about it, folks. Don't worry about it. I'll go out and make investments in all types of military industrial complex companies set out to destroy the world. (laughs) I mean, come on, folks. Give me a break. Give me a break. And there's many people all over the internet all kinds of investors investors with podcasts that just love him they praise him the greatest venture capitalist ever the smartest investor of our time um but let's look at this again i'm just doing a brief overview with Thiel here we, we didn't even get into like his whole background and his his companies and everything i'm just giving you a brief brief little taste of peter Thiel before we uh, we get into him next week. But I'm over here at this website, mindmatters.ai. And I found this article to be interesting. It's from November 2021, so not even a year ago. And it says right here, Peter Thiel, artificial general intelligence isn't happening, right? Isn't happening. That's what, he's, that's what it says here. And again, this is a little bit, um, we're going to show some parallels to Musk. You know, Musk and Lars, where they basically, uh, they sort of pretend that it's not happening, but it's happening, but someone else is making it happen. But don't worry, they're going to be in charge of it. They're going to run a governing body, and everything's going to be fine. While they're making investments and helping building the very things that they pretend to be against. That's just the way these guys roll. So it says, the whole transhumanist movement is slowing down, he told COSM 2021. But he adds, what is happening should sober us up a lot. And I'm going to go through this fairly quickly because the point of this, it's a bridge to the next piece of content we're going to look at. So uh, in his talk yesterday at COSM 2021, that's a conference, venture capitalist and philanthropist Peter Thiel, the ultimate Silicon Valley insider prophet and sometimes needed gadfly, see he's a prophet, offered a cold shower for transhumanism, the singularity, the computers we will supposedly merge with by 2020. 30 and all of that right so now they're going to make them seem like peter is a is saying the singularity and transhumanism is like failing as it's like it's 
it's operating at warp speed now, right? This is 2021, remember, so COVID land had already started. Uh, Those things he thinks are uncertain. We should worry about what's happening now in everyday time, to which his view, too few are paying heed. The growth of total AI-based surveillance and the disappearance of privacy, right? So now he moves the discussion from the threat of transhumanism, uh, combined in with his company Ambrosia focused on the anti-aging through injecting young blood into old people, and his other investments in projects like the AI Foundation and Lars Butler Building Mind Twins and his investments in Elon Musk Neuralink and SpaceX and the rest of this stuff. No, 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 no. We have to worry about AI-based surveillance, not transhumanism. When AI-based surveillance and the disappearance of privacy is all part of the technocracy and transhumanism. And I'll just point this out to you again in a moment, but let's go. Teal considers arguments about whether computers that think like people will ever be developed to be above his pay grade. Given that he reputed to be worth $3.7 billion, that's a polite way of saying that such arguments are a pleasant waste of time. Always skeptical of buzzwords, he went on to say he hates the word artificial intelligence. Quote, AI is the worst buzzword out there, and one of the reasons it's such a terrible buzzword is it can mean just about anything. So it can mean something about futuristic computer technology, the next generation of computers, the last generation of computers, and anything in between. End quote. Or whatever. He pointed instead to today's concerns, specifically surveillance AI, which involves quote, fairly dumb computers, end quote, whose real potency is that they, quote, monitor us in all places and all times, end quote. That will shift the balance of society away from civil liberties towards centralization, he warned. Just give me one moment and I will interject. Quote, you can think of the crackdown in China or Hong Kong where you have facial recognition software. This is not futuristic, super, super smart AI, but it is sort of a next generation technology. End quote. Folks, 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 folks. He's talking about the dangers of artificial intelligence spying on us. First, let's talk about that. Well, folks, he has the company up on the screen, Palantir. Okay, we build software that empowers organizations to effectively integrate their data decisions and operations, generating alpha amidst continuous disruption. This is his company. And what I told you this before, but I'm going to pull up the article because I have to remind you and show you that it's real. This is the article, November 15, 2018. This is three years before the article that I'm reading you, where he's now saying our biggest fear is this uh, artificial intelligence spying. Palantir deal may make IRS big brotherish while chasing cheats. And it says right here, a contract with billionaire Peter Thiel's Palantir Technologies will give the IRS new firepower to pursue tax cheats by connecting the dots in millions of tax filings, bank transactions, phone records, and even social media posts. The IRS on September 27th, that's 2018, signed the deal for $99 million over seven years, according to the contract. 
right? Right? So that happened under the Trump administration. So Peter Thiel over here, three years later, while he's under contract with the IRS, with his company Palantir, founded by NQTEL Money, that's the CIA, is sitting here telling us that we have to be concerned about the ability for these AI systems to monitor us in all places and all times. Well, they're going to be monitoring your financial transactions and have been through his software, Palantir. Now, he has the nerve to go on to talk about facial recognition. He is one of the original founders. If not, we're going to get into it next week, so I didn't pull it up today, of Clearview AI, which does facial recognition for local, state, and federal police, where they can take your picture, and then it scans the internet and pulls up everything about you, articles, social media accounts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do you see how he's a double talker here? And then he starts to pull away from transhumanism, which is the point of this speech, transhumanism and singularity, while at the same time he's invested in transhumanism and singularity. You see where we're going with this? Do you see who this guy is? Now, I'm not going to go through the rest of this article, but it is something we are going to have to review next week. Okay, we're going to review this next week because I am going to continue to expose this guy uh, as the fraud he is because, as I'm bringing up, his money is behind everything. Now, let me show you folks how far and wide his money goes and how much of a double-talking snake-tongue fraud this technocratic government frontman is. Okay, let's go to another fraud, Joe Rogan. I, I shouldn't bash him all the time. It's actually going to end up putting me in a position where I won't be able to interview anybody who comes out of his network, and I'll never be able to get on their shows to share my research on Lars Butler and other topics, but it is what it is. If I can't tell the truth and speak my mind, then I have no reason to do a show. I'm just wasting my time. Uh, this is an article on uh, Complex.com from February 2022, and this is uh, Joe Rogan responds to $100 million podcast offer from Right Wing Platform. And so this says right here, Joe Rogan says he has no plans to leave Spotify in favor of Rumble, an online video platform that has become popular among right wing creators. Quote, no, Spotify is hung in with me inexplicably. Let's see what happens, end quote, Rogan told a crowd during a recent stand-up show per The Hollywood Reporter. It says here, Rumble made headlines this month after it offered Rogan $100 million to move the Joe Rogan Experience podcast from Spotify, which Spotify signed Rogan for the same amount, $100 million, in 2020 to its own platform. The company, Rumble, backed by MAGA supporter Peter Thiel, proposed the four-year deal amid growing backlash against Rogan, who has been accused of using his exclusive series for spreading COVID-19 misinformation. You guys probably remember when that happened. 
The polarizing podcaster also faces mounting criticism over a number of racially insensitive comments, as well as his numerous past uses of the N-word. Though Rogan has since apologized for both controversy, Spotify users and a faction of musicians have called on the company to remove Rogan's show. I'm sure you remember all that. We don't need to go into that in detail. If you want to know more about it, you could look it up. So let me just break it down quickly so I can show you the next piece. So it says there that Peter Thiel is backing Rumble, this video platform. It's like a competitor to, say, like a YouTube or BitChute or whatever. I believe Dan Bongino was involved with it as well. So Peter Thiel backs Rumble. Rumble comes out and says, we'll give you $100 million, Joe Rogan, to leave Spotify. Rogan says no. The press reports that this right-wing, libertarian, Peter Thiel-backed company is trying to pull Rogan away from Spotify, right? So just to show you further here, I've got a Wall Street Journal article. It says, Peter Thiel, J.D. Vance, invest in Rumble video platform popular on political right. So again, just to solidify here, Peter Thiel is behind Rumble. So I go into crunchbase.com, which I've showed you before in my investigations. I check it out. There's three investors listed right now. Peter Thiel is one of them. Okay, so Peter Thiel is behind Rumble. Peter Thiel gets his name out there that he is the right wing libertarian backing the right wing Rumble. And he's trying to pull Joe Rogan away because he's taking heat on COVID misinformation, which I'm not going to get into here. But Rogan is a salesman for the whole thing anyway. Don't worry about that. And don't hate me for saying it. I will prove it in the future. If you have to choose me over Rogan, I guess choose Rogan. He's huge, gigantic, celebrity. You can trust him uh, because he works for the people with a lot of money. So you can trust him 100%. Now, here's the interesting part, folks. So it's framed up here. The narrative is that Thiel is trying to scalp Rogan from Spotify. And this is going to show you just the type of person that Peter Thiel is and how you can believe nothing ever, basically, until I break it down for you. This is an article on InsiderMonkey.com from June 2021. It says, Five Best Investments billionaire uh, of Billionaire Peter Thiel. Number four on the list, Spotify Technology. <laughs> Spotify Technology SA owns and operates one of the most popular audio streaming platforms in the world. Teal invests in the company early on through his venture firm, Founders Fund. Spotify has a market capitalization over $46 billion and more than $9.6 billion in revenue last year. It debuted on the stock market in 2018 and was valued at close to $30 billion on the first day of trading. Do you see that, folks? So Peter Thiel was an early-stage investor with his company, his hedge fund, basically his capital fund, Founders Fund, in Spotify. So you say, well, he could have pulled out of it, right? Oh, no, 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 folks. I'm not that stupid. So I go over to foundersfund.com, and I look at all the companies that they are invested in, right? And what are they invested in here? Uh-oh, Spotify. So, Peter Thiel was an early-stage investor, has control in, is still invested in Spotify, which has Joe Rogan signed to this $100 million deal. At the same time, 
Spotify is supposedly feuding with Joe Rogan, the fraud, over COVID misinformation. While Rogan helped normalize COVID by making all of his guests get tested with a swab in their nose and made COVID real by claiming to be afraid of it and everything. Although he said, you know, it's your choice whether you get the vax, doesn't matter. But anyway, Rogan is owned by Spotify, which is Thiel. Uh, behind it at the same time he's feuding with them while Thiel goes and backs Rumble and then they offer a hundred million dollars for Rogan to leave Spotify to come over to Rumble owned by Thiel so it's Thiel and Thiel and in all the articles where it talks about scalping Rogan from Spotify the media never mentions that Thiel is behind Spotify at the same time he's getting credit for being behind Rumble Folks, that's Peter Thiel, WWE Wrestling, hedging his bets. And that's why I just showed you the article where he starts talking against the idea of transhumanism and singularity while he's backing all the companies that are behind transhumanism and singularity and then says the problem we're all facing and have to worry about is AI poking into our lives and scanning our faces while his company Palantir is helping the IRS come after you and me and his company Clearview AI is scanning all of our faces on behalf of the local, state, and federal police. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and I will be right back right here on Payne.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. 